by camera based on who's talking. So I'll try to I'll try to minimize that as much as possible. So here we are with the third episode of the Brick Wall podcast. We have uh, Tom DeBlass, myself, Todd Schaefer. We also have special guest Luke Moeller from North Carolina. Special guest, he says. (laughs) And by by special, I meant special. (laughs) Nice. Thank you. Appreciate the warm welcome. No, it's a pleasure to have you. You're so special. (laughs) So here we here this we are. Gonna, listen, this is probably going to get the most views ever because Luke is on. <laughs> true statement. That is very true. So, go ahead, go ahead, Todd. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say uh, we just got back from uh, your Costa Rican camp, so I thought maybe we'd start with some of your reflections on that. Maybe uh, we can share some stories we each experienced. Yeah, it, for me, it was pretty amazing because. Well, first of all, it's tiring getting there. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's a, the travel is really, it, it's not easy because, you know, we had to take off from JFK, which is like an hour and 45 minutes from our house, or an hour and 30 minutes from our house. We had Scott Trout driving, which is like, just tack on another hour. The best <laughs> driver in New Jersey, Scott Trout. <laughs> and then by the time we get to Liberia, it's like an hour and a half. You know, you know how it is. You guys went through it. It's hot as hell, right? I didn't think it was going to be that hot. And then, uh, you know, I think the camp was amazing, but exceptionally hot. I felt, uh, which I'm not complaining about. It is no problem to me. But I was like, I was hurt. Like literally, I was sweating profusely. Like within the first technique I taught. So, I, I legitimately on day one. What's that? I legitimately almost died on the first day. Yeah, you never say no to training. I told you to train with Gonzalez. You were like, no, no, no. I, was I, like, I feel my organs were shutting down. I, I've never <laughs> felt that way in my life. I, like, showed yeah. up. I was dehydrated already. Just got just getting warmed up. I started. I was just drenched. And uh, I trained for a while, and then all of a sudden, I, I walked off the mats, and my, uh, my head started, like, just beating. And I started getting tunnel vision, and I'm like, "This is a little weird. I've never, I've never had this happen before." And uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure my organs started shutting down in Costa Rica. Did I'm, did did any of you guys actually check the temperature? What was the temperature while we were there? I never looked. I mean, with the heat index, index it had to be a hundred, man. I mean, it, it it was it was bad. It got so hot hot some days where you touched the mat, and the mat was like yeah. burning. You know what I mean, like. I literally think that's why Matt Burn was so easy to get there because it was it was so hot to where like if you scraped it it kind of just like melted away your skin a little bit you know I mean I'm making it sound much like it was incredible being there like I'm making it sound like a horrible experience it really was it was it was it was incredible to train with so many Costa Ricans and so many new people that I you know I'd never had the chance to train with if it wasn't for that camp and. uh it was, listen, it's going to be hot. We're training in Costa Rica outside on the mats on the beach, like right next to the beach. Of course, it's going to be hot. But I would definitely, uh, shit, I would do it again a thousand times. You know, it, it was it was worth it. I just wouldn't train as much as I trained. That's all. Yeah, that the first day was the day you trained, what, about 90 minutes with the black belt from uh, San Jose? Yeah. I, th- I think I counted they, they had to mop the mat at least three times while you were training with them, like around you, between your legs and such. 
yeah, it got so hard to do anything, like pass the guard or to, to literally do anything. Like the moment you would stand up, like Luke already quit by that time. He he had dehydration. But by the time you would stand up, <laughs> get out of here. But if no you, way, you no way, you, this first of all, this was day two. This was day two, by the way. What? You trained with him on day two, I believe. Well, oh, I thought it was the first day. It was the first day. Mm. I was probably so dehydrated. I'm <laughs> Who did I train with the second day? Uh, you trained with um, the the guy with the dreadlocks and like the colored spats. I remember you trained a bunch of matches that day. What about the third day? Um, random people. Yeah, see, so the first day, since since I clearly have a better memory, uh, <laughs> first day, remember it was the day you trained with Gonzalez, and he thought he was going to heel hook you, and uh, he was sorely mistaken. He He's right. Luke is right. Yeah. And then and then day two, you trained with the black belt from San Jose. Yeah. So, and, so we've, we've just trained sure. you and got rid of your dehydration story. That's That's all... <laughs> That's all bogus, because now, now you have this perfect memory. Ah, yeah. what can I do? But on day two, I'm pretty sure all that sweat was, it was mostly mine. I'm I'm just very sweaty when I train. I, I can't help it. Like, I think Tom was perfectly fine. He was probably, he trained hard, but he was very, he doesn't sweat as much as me. I was just sweating gallons. Bro, I was sweating. I, I was hurting, because I remember the third day, I just, like, walked into the ocean as soon as I was done, and I didn't realize that it said no swimming because of the crocodiles, and I was just like rolling around in the in in the in the murky water, and it was extra murky. I was like, why the fuck is it so murky? This is weird shit. I was thinking, and then I like look up, and it's like a sign is like blinking, like don't don't swim because of crocodiles, and and I wouldn't have had it. Not that I would ever have a chance against a crocodile, but I was so tired, man. I just would have fucking, I would have just got devoured. <laughs> We would have we would have carried on without you. Wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> oh yeah. They probably would have loved the camp with you two. Would have been great. <laughs> Let's break I'm for probably... lunch. Time to break for lunch. <laughs> I, man, I couldn't even eat when I was there. I, I was so tired. I could. I didn't even have an appetite. It was crazy. I'm definitely gonna change that. Like I'm not gonna train as hard next time. But you know, it it, it was great, man. What was your what was your favorite part about it? Luke, you want to go first? <clears throat> yeah, sure. Um, man, so it's, it's so good to be able to train with, uh, with my teammates and, and get tough training in and, um, and also meet with new people, you know, people I've never trained with and people from different schools. It's always – usually when you train for people with other schools, it's in a competition and everybody's trying to snap your, snap your arm or choke you out. Um, everybody was good. There was a, I felt like there was a wide range of, you know, white belt to black belt, but a lot of good training and, uh, and just, you know, obviously learning from you, um, getting a chance to train and, and you drill techniques. Yeah. I was actually amazed at how much you're able to show, um, in such a short amount of time. Cause I mean, we packed a lot in there and I know I, I, I mean, I've trained under you for a long time now, but I still felt as though I learned so much. So it, it was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, I this this is like my fourth fourth or fifth time this year going to one of your seminars and um I, I think it was really cool to see um these folks are so isolated. You know, we take it for granted. There's so much jujitsu everywhere, even even in my area, which is 
you know, not very densely populated. We have a lot of jujitsu, and it was just cool. It's always cool to see folks like really hungry to meet you, to to get pictures with you, to get to train with you, and you're always you're always so gracious to uh, stomp them for a good five minutes each, and you know, send them on their way. You know, with their lives changed, so it's it's always cool to watch that. And I I picked up a lot of uh, a lot of details, some stuff you had shown. I'd seen at a couple other seminars, but there were a couple brand new things that I, that I really, really liked. I'm not going to yeah. talk about them because I, I want to use them at the school. <laughs> yeah. I always get, you know, it's like I, I go off people's energy, and I felt that their energy was, like, very, very eager. Like, I felt like they wanted to learn. They wanted to train. And even when training with them, man, like, they were tough as hell. Like, they, <laughs> they had not only, like, were they, like, gritty and tough, like, and have like you know a ton of heart, but they were they were tactical. They were really really good. I, I was super impressed with them, and uh, I I probably didn't expect them to be as good as they were. To be quite honest, and uh, I, I, I was super happy with the training and uh, the level of jujitsu that they had there. So it was good. Just a, a few minor tweaks that I, that I would do next time, you know. But otherwise, I think it went like I don't think it could have gone better than. Uh, then it went when we were there. It was, it was pretty awesome. I don't know where exactly we'd want the next one to be in Costa Rica. Like, there's a bunch of different places. I, I liked it here because we had so many different options after the training. You know, we weren't just stuck with one another. People were able to do whatever they wanted to do and break off and do their own thing. And uh, Although it caused some minor issues between our group when, uh, when uh, you know, Dinner time, everybody ran from Scott Trout. Other than that, it was uh, it was it was pretty smooth. I, I'd have to say, people do what they want to do. You know, I don't know if I want to be stuck in a place where I have to look at your fucking faces the whole entire time. You know, that might get a little little tiresome. Yeah, it was it was cool. People could break off into their own groups, or you know, just go solo. Do do everything was within walking distance, pretty much, and. Uh, Tons of great restaurants. It, it was uh, it was really really cool. Yeah, for sure. Why don't yeah, we, uh... Here too. Um, I mean, uh, when we were training, and uh, Alejandro, he came to lunch with us after after training, and he was like, "Man, I'm so happy to be here." He, you know, he lives in that town, and he he got a chance to train and uh, and come to the seminar, and he was just like, "I didn't realize I had so many gaps in my in my training and in my skills." Until I took the seminar, and now that I, now that it's over, he's like, my whole eyes are have been opened. I've learned so much in such a short amount of time. So that was good to see. You know what I mean? These guys, these they come, and uh, everybody's trying to get their jujitsu perfect. And uh, he felt as though he was able to fill a lot of gaps. So that was good to see. You know, he's a good dude too. Yeah, like that one email I got from the guy was incredible. I'm not even gonna get into it because people, I don't want people to know who he was, but it was just a really incredible email I got from one of the guys there, just like. Super thankful, you know. It, it was much different, I, I'd say, than what we're used to in the United States. You know, I, uh, I, I'd 100% say much different. So it, it, was, it was pretty cool. Uh, if you guys don't mind, I think we should move on to the to the next subject. And I think a good subject to talk about is uh, Mr. Gordon Ryan. What do you guys think? <clears throat> what do we think of Gordon? What do I think of Gordon Ryan having not met him, only knowing him? from uh, a couple other no. media sources. Oh, no, you dumb truck. 
what do you think about that being the next topic? Todd is Todd is like this this dumbest smart guy I've ever met in my life. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I like that so, topic. He's like he's like, well, as a person, what I think of him is no, but you, no, you get you get a chance to talk to Gordon every day because you're in our WhatsApp group along with uh, Luke, and it's funny because people think he's cocky, but people really don't know how cocky he is. It's I'm not a show. I've never seen anything like it in my life. It, it, it's it's not a show at all. He refers to himself as King Ryan, King Ryan, uh, and you know I got to tell you the old. Gordon's cockiness doesn't bother me, and I'll tell you exactly why. And I talked to him about this privately the other day. I think what makes cockiness annoying to me is if the person, you know, they were cocky and they didn't work hard or they didn't mm -hmm. give, they weren't giving, they weren't willing to, like, train with everyone. They kind of secluded themselves because they thought they were too good. And, you know, that's so far from who Gordon is. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm competing against Joe Bays next next month, and Gordon's competing in EBI, and he has his camp set up in New York City, and like he's still driving, like he's he's training in the city during the day, and then he's driving to me at night to get training with me because Joe Bays is a leg lock guy, you know. So to me, that's not the epitome of cocky. Like he's a confident jerk off kid, a hundred percent. But I think that's what makes Gordon so, like I think that's what's making him successful, his self belief, and I would not want to take that away from him. I, I think the word cocky, to me, if I if I say Luke is cocky, to me that means he he is portraying himself as something that is deficient, and trying to kind of talk his way into this world. Gordon's the first person, personally, that I've interacted with, where I, I feel like. He's got everything. He works harder than anybody else, and uh, the word "cocky" doesn't fit him anymore. If that makes sense, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree. It's it's like uh, I talk a lot of shit, but I can back it up, right? So yeah, I mean, you could sit here and you could say, "Oh yeah, Gordon Ryan's cocky," but the guy trains all day. He gets up early. You know what I mean? He's texting at five thirty in the morning. Like, oh, I'm on my way to Henzo's or I'm on my way to go train. It, it, he's a hard worker. You know what I mean? He, he's, he's putting in his hours. So you could say, I mean, people could say, oh, yeah, he's, he's a cocky kid and, you know, he's 21 years old. He's 21 years old and he's outworking all of you. And not only is he outworking all of you, but he's, he's I mean, man, he's winning competitions and he's tapping people that are amazing and, uh, and world champions. And he's a, you know what? He, he, is a, he can be a cocky prick, but guess what? He backs it up. So, I mean, people can talk all they want and they can run their mouth, but and, and I, at the end of the day, who's working harder, right? So, I, th I think the thing is, I think it also plays into, like, what people expect a martial artist to be, right? So Gordon is not your typical martial <laughs> artist. He, he breaks some of the martial code, but, you know, looking back at some of these, not looking back, looking at some of these martial artists who live so much by the code, uh, do they have the same loyalty that Gordon has, are they genuinely happy for their teammates and their training partners when they win? Like Gordon is gen genuinely happy for his. Do they genuinely want the success of the the you know not only their self but people around them? Like Gordon wants everyone to be successful. So 
you know, a lot of these martial artists who, who are saying, uh, you know, Gordon is living the wrong way or he's, he's this, he's that. I mean, besides being confident and saying he'll beat anybody, I mean, he, he, he's, he's a 20-year-old kid. He's, he's having fun. Let me tell you something. I trust that twenty-year-old kid more than I trust ninety-nine percent of the people in this world. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't ever worry or think that I have to worry about Gordon and what his intentions are. You know what I mean? So it, it is what it is. And listen, is Gordon overboard sometimes? And does he does he have a false sense of reality in some cases? Yes, he does. One hundred percent. He does. He really does. But you know what? Those are things that he's going to have to find out for himself. You know, and that's something that he'll have to, you know, he he'll, he'll learn from eventually. Gordon will, in his career, he will suffer another defeat. It's just the way things go. And it's going to be, how does he come back from that? You know, whether the defeat is in a year, two years, five years, whether he starts fighting MMA and gets knocked out, whether it's 10, 15 years from now, it's always creeping up on you, you know. So these are things that he'll learn on his own to where I think, some people who have problems with him should probably worry about themselves. So that was so weird. Todd, Todd was daydreaming. No, 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 no. I had a, I'm trying to think of how to phrase a question. Um, so you you talk a lot about being sort of at your at your best right now. You feel like your training's the best. You feel you know, in the best shape you've been in. Um, where do you, where do you see Gordon improving? Like, where, where, where do you see him in 12, 13 years when he's your age? That That's a good question. Is Gordon hitting his physical peak at 20 years old? I don't think he's quite hit it yet, but I think could he possibly hit it at 23, 24 compared to 34? Uh yeah, for sure. Is Gordon just going to keep improving physically from now until the time he's 34 years old? Could you could you imagine? I mean, he he would he would be he would be flying. He would he would be the first grappler that actually was able to fly. You know, like he he would he would be a real life superhero. So it has to slow down eventually. When does it slow down is a question. Technically, people don't know how good he is technically. They really don't. They don't they don't give him enough credit, man. Uh, Gordon Gordon really has perfect jiu-jitsu. And when he's on, when he's really on, and he does not want people to pass, and he does not want to be scored on, he's really hard to score on. Now, his wrestling isn't world-class, you know, but his, his jiu-jitsu in itself is, is so tactical. And, of course, it'll just keep getting better. I mean, it has no choice but to keep getting better if you keep training. His physicality, I'm not sure. We'll see. Where do you I, – I know Nicky's got his first uh, super fight coming up. Where do you see Nicky when he's Gordon's age? <laughs> That's a good question, you know. Like, we don't really know, you know what I mean? Like, Nicky's phenomenal, you know. Uh, he, I'm going to be honest. His level of right now is nowhere – like, his technical level is nowhere near Gordon's technical level. Uh, but he's, he's able to tap black belt. Adult males, 100%. He's able to catch him in heel hooks. Uh, Nicky's very talented. He's very, very good. If he improves at at any kind of pace, I mean, 
we'd be a fool to think that he wouldn't be better than Gordon. I mean, you see the guy now, he's already getting abs, he's developing physically, he was a fat little kid, he was a fat little shit like a year ago. Now the kid's got like a six-pack, you know? So it's like, he's getting taller, so where is he going to be at 20? you got to assume he's going to be better than Gordon only because he has Gordon to train with every day. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's going to be interesting to see. He's definitely coming into his own, though. So oh, are, you, are you are you delayed or are you just stupid? Me? I, I, yeah, Luke. Hey, is, hey, hey. Luke, Todd is from, from Oregon. Okay, bro. They're a bro, it's like a thirty second delay in between the time we're talking. Todd's like, yeah. uh, Todd, uh, Todd, can you move along the conversation? You're supposed to be interviewing us, all right? And you're first of all, first of all, you're only interviewing Tom. So and I'm just like. I'm like his sidekick, which is fine. I know my role. I know my role in this world. But I need you to move this. I need you to move the interview along, okay? Not even an interview. It's supposed to be a Todd's supposed to also be contributing. Uh. <laughs> I do contribute. I am contributing as we speak. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Wow. It really, really seems so. Well, the topic was Gordon Ryan, and I haven't met Gordon. I only know from the WhatsApp. What's the, to... most, what's the most interesting thing you've, you've encountered with Gordon in the WhatsApp group right now? Uh, Gordon has a very um, interesting way to woo the ladies. I'll just, just say that. <laughs> wow. He's very, very, he's more honest than 99% of men in the world. So what's Gordon's uh, main pickup line? Do you know it or no? It's probably something like, do you know who I am? I'm the Gordon Ryan, something nope. like this. No, no, no. It's actually, do you like spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. And then they say... Yes, and then he goes, do you want to meet these balls? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what Gordon says to every single female that he meets. And 99% of the time, I think it works. Yeah, it seems yes. like it, work, it works quite frequently. But what is the level of female you can get that away with that Listen, what is the level of female? I don't want to get too deep. In, I don't want to get too, too involved. What is the level of female he's going after? Is he going after 10s or is he going after 4.10s? What is it? Wow. I don't know. I'm, I'm asking right now. Uh, he's aiming for the top most of the time, I think. Bro, maybe the top in fucking Iowa, wherever, or not <laughs> Iowa, fucking Ohio, wherever you're living, that has one <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings in a radius of 50 miles. <laughs> Here's the thing. Gort, two fi first of all, two fives is a ten. Let's just get that out of the way. Yeah. Second of all, um, Gordon has like an eight pack, so he can have opening lines like, "Oh, do you like spaghetti?" Because he because he's got an eight pack. He can he can say stuff like that. I, men like yeah. me, I can't say stuff like that. That's not that's not an opening line. Luke means Shakespeare. Luke <laughs> <How>, means Shakespeare. <laughs> well, how great was it the one time the girl 
threatened his whole entire... She'll never see this. She threatened his life. She had her sister message him and threatened, oh, to, yeah. threatened to break in and stab him. And then she was hanging out with him two days later. Yeah, that, that was a good one because it showed us the criminal mind that is Gary Tonin as well. Because he had uh, he had some good advice for for weaponry. <laughs> oh, Gary. All right, next topic. Todd, what do you have for us, interviewer? So, do we want to talk any more about uh, relationships on the trip and uh, drama? Or <laughs> that? I mean, I mean, yeah, we could. You know, I mean. Here's the thing. I think my my students. I mean, it's it's actually behind the scene things that no one saw. But what happens is everybody, grown men, are fucking babies. All right. I'm a hard type of dude. Like I'm not soft. You know, I give advice and I'm compassionate and and uh, I try to help as many people as I can. But my inner squad, my inner circle, cannot be soft. It can't be because that's that's not who I am. You know. So. Bringing people along to Costa Rica, I expect them to know my code. I expect them to know my rules. And that means don't bring me baby bullshit, you know. Furthermore, the irony of that and the flip side is to understand if you're in my squad, to treat people with compassion if they're not, if you know they're soft. So if you know somebody's a little soft, treat them compassion more so than ever in that camp because... Who's the one who would have to deal with drama? Me. It's like a dog taking a shit on the sidewalk. They don't have to clean it up. They can take their shit and walk on, on with their day. The owner is the one who has to clean it up. So a few times, like, things would happen. Like, again, like I said, I have my, my fucking, my students, some of my main students, like, running away from another student before it was dinner. Baby shit that I don't even want to deal with that just got brought back to me. Where I have to be like, don't run away. Make sure you don't run away. It's like it's just like such stupid shit. You'll be surprised. Some of the most successful people that that you could ever, you know, find in life when they, you find out how 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 soft some of them are when they uh, when they start training jujitsu, and that that's the absolute truth, you know. So I don't know. I don't know what you guys want to say about that, but <coughs> can can I comment on it? Can I kind of like express my uh, jump in, Luke? Jump in, yeah. Luke. Yeah, I just want to make uh, I want to make sure Papa Professor's okay with it. So yeah. So here's the here's the thing, man. I and I, we've spoken about that. It, to me, it, it's such bullshit, right? Where, man, we can't sweat on the mats together and train, and um, and man, and bleed and and just put in all these hours and be teammates, and then have some like weird petty bullshit and like hurt hurt each other's feelings especially let, let, let's be honest there's some people out there that are they're they are a little soft right they're just a little they're a little cushy so for me i feel as though it's it's bullshit to treat people that way um especially a teammate someone that you're you're supposed to care about right and have their back uh always so it, it, that that really did bother me um which so, which is so weird what I'm, you're saying is you don't agree with the runners I don't agree with I don't agree with anyone, but I think I disagree more with the runners. Yeah, one hundred percent. I don't I, agree. I, being, I also don't agree with being soft, but I also don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but but if I was if I was in that individual's shoes, 
I'd be pissed off too. I'd be like, yo, what the fuck, right? We're t- we're teammates. We sweat on the mats. We bleed on the mats. We look out for each other's backs 100% all the time. And uh, it just seems petty. It seems silly to me. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm a grown-ass man and I'm not <clears> – <throat> I don't know. It just seems silly to me. I would no, never, of me course, personally, listen. I would never do such a thing. No matter and who – I'm sorry. No matter who you are, if you get ready for dinner and you walk down, like if I was getting excited to go out for dinner with you guys, and then I'm like, hey, Luke, and you guys run down the street and leave me hanging, I'm going to be upset, you right. know? Right. So. Yeah, 100%. Oh, and if yeah. you guys are, if anyone's upset that I'm talking about this, you could eat shit, all right? Because I had to deal with your baby bullshit in Costa Rica when you did whatever you had to do. So now yeah, you're getting your 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 spots getting blown up. Who's the ones who did it? Let's call let's call names. Carlos Solis, David Gonzalez, Corey wow. Coots, Matt I don't even know how to pronounce last name. Matt K. Uh who else is there? Who else did it? Adam. Your name Adam fucking, Adam the Ogre, fucking four hundred and eighty pound Hughes. <laughs> uh, they were they ran on the ever so sensitive Scott Trout. Uh, they ran on. Him. They they were the runners. So. <laughs> All right, we covered that. What's the next? <laughs> what's the next topic? I don't know. You tell me. You're the fucking host. We're we're all the hosts today. Why don't we, we talk that. about? Real, I think our here's last. A, two, here, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Luke. Here's what's really funny, right? So. I, you know, I don't know Todd that well, but like in every conversation I've ever had with him, we go out to dinner, we just like share a meal, we chat a little bit. He's always, this motherfucker's always interviewing me. Always. He's always like asking questions that they, they don't flow with the conversation. I feel as though I'm being recorded. Like anytime he's, he's always, he's always asking interview questions. And then we all go out to dinner and he did the same thing. And now here we are in a situation where there's an actual interview taking place. And he's the <laughs> motherfucker, like sitting on the other side, like, huh? What? Huh? Yeah, it's crazy, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's weird. Uh, it's weird. Uh, he's a very gullible <laughs> fool, too. He, you know what it is? He's very. Uh, he's not from Jersey. You know, he, he's. You wouldn't think Ohio is that much of a different world, but it truly is. I guess you would call it like street smarts from like mm. dummy to ten. What would you? Where would you put him? <laughs> wow. Um, whew. I don't know. Somewhere like he's not. He's not. A, I don't think he's a dummy. I would say he's like. Where's mental midget? Is that like a four? <laughs> what about just duh, like dumb? Not dummy, just dumb. So yeah, if you step yeah, up. But he's a good soul. Yeah, I think Bro, he's also nice. old as hell. He's also 45 years old. 44. 44. Oh, sorry. And he looks young, so he's like, so it's tricky. He looks young <laughs> as shit, but he's actually old. Like, Trout's 55. Like, he's more, of, he's more in the Trout range. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. I don't know where to go with that. You hear I, me? You know what I think? be good i think if you um if you got on a podcast with on it or uh or got with some of those guys and got some alpha brain and then we could see okay before and after alpha brain 
you could you could be like their little show pony they run around. Like, look at this guy alpha brain he's on point Johnny on the spot I know where you could go with it you could get a rope you could tie it to a high post <laughs> no I'm not even, you know what my luck Todd is gonna fucking off himself and then this quote will come out and yeah. it'll be my fault yeah I'll make sure I'll make sure it comes out so Luke talk about um, talk about life in North Carolina what what made you uh, abandon Tom DeBlas? Wow. Whew. All right. So this this is actually a sore subject. Um, I think for for myself and for Tom, I think in a lot of ways, <laughs> I actually have trouble looking at looking at him in the eye as we uh, as we do this. So so I moved for work. Uh, I worked for a major retailer. I had a good opportunity in North Carolina. I decided to uh, to take it. But, uh, you know, I just thought it was a good move for my family. I've, I've only ever known really New Jersey. Um, and I moved – I actually moved to South Jersey with the same company and uh, I had the honor of, of, of meeting Tom. But uh, it was interesting. So <clears throat> going way back when I first took the job, I met uh, one of Tom's students, um, Rob, who, rest in peace, uh, was an awesome guy. I, I walked in one of his stores and uh, he was saying, man, he couldn't speak any higher of Tom and uh, Ocean County Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. The guy, uh, I mean, he just loved it so much. And the, the guy, so I'm talking with him, and he's an associate, and I'm a manager, and he's like, here's a business card for Tom. You need to go. And at the time, I think I was like 315 pounds. I was like just I, a complete mess. And um, Total slob. A total, yeah. And so I, so, I, so I have this business card, and I go to get my driver's license. And uh, – it was renewed like within the next week. I go and get my driver's license, and I have one driver's license next to the other one, and I'm like, f- I'm like, fuck, man, I gotta change my life. I I, I look bad. Like in so the you last had a four- you had a skinny driver's license and a heavy driver's license. Yeah, I mean, it was it was very depressing. Like to look put put one by the other and just be like, man, like I need to change something. Something's gotta change. So I, I go train at uh, Ocean County Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, absolutely changed my life. I'll never, never stop training jiu-jitsu 100%. Um, you know, the biggest, probably the biggest mistake I've made since I started jiu-jitsu is uh, I took six months off when, it, when I moved. <clears throat> I wasn't able to train. I was still looking for schools. I wasn't training consistently. Uh, probably the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life. So, uh, But, yeah, so anyway, I trained under Tom uh, until I got my purple belt, which is uh, – man, I've accomplished a lot in my life. I'm not, I'm not a slouch. I'm a pretty successful dude, but I'd say that's probably one of my – my highest accomplishments is, uh, you know, being Tom's purple belt. I, uh, I'm very proud of that. So life in North Carolina, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, it's just, it's not the same, right? So <clears throat> I trained at a good school. I, I feel, um, hundred percent. I have good teammates now, but, but again, it's not OCBJJ. It's not training under Tom. It's not New Jersey. Uh, so things are a little bit different. I will absolutely say, um, and I'll stand by this. The South is a little slower. Sorry. People that live in the South, <clears throat> it's a little slower here. People are, uh, they're very friendly, but uh, yeah, it's not the same, 100%. I do, and uh, any any opportunity I have to train with uh, Tom or anybody at OCBJJ, I jump at the I jump at the opportunity. That's awesome. Yeah. I I um early early on when I first connected with Tom uh, end of last year. I, I remember a lot of conversations. I'd be in in these group things, and he was always talking about Luke, 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 Luke. 
and I knew you weren't at the school, and I obviously didn't know who you were, but it was clear that um, it was clear that there was something special uh, going on. And obviously, having met you now and talked to you, and uh, you know, been in so many chats with you, you know, it's clear on both both sides. It's, it's awesome to see like you're you're definitely one of the most uh, loyal, uh, positive speaking people about your experience with Tom. So I, I'm I'm sure that job had to be really good to leave. Yeah, and 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 truth truth it is, I, I'm I'm a huge Tom fan, and I'm not I'm not a Tom fan for the reasons that a lot of other people are Tom fans. I'm a huge Tom fan because uh, he absolutely changed my life. He's a he's a good dude. I feel as though he's a he's truly a good guy. You know, people people put on a persona. There's always uh, in the line of work I do, you find out very quickly that uh, people have a lot of different faces, and I feel as though. He's truly a good person, and he has a he has a good face. And I'm glad that uh I'm glad that when I left, he stayed in contact because I know a lot of people, you know, in, in that business, people come and go, and uh, it's tough to stay in contact. So I'm happy I still train. I'm happy that uh, I'm still part of that that life 100. percent I man, I think I think uh, going off what you said, Todd, I think it comes down to a few things. Luke trained really hard. Like I was able to beat the shit out of Luke and not worry <laughs> if he would quit the next day because I went too hard with him. Number two, he's not sensitive. So you could literally say whatever you want to him. And you better be ready for him to say whatever he wants back to you. And there's no sensitivity issues. There's no like, you know, as you see now, Todd, as well, since I am, you know, and you know, Luke says there's people many different faces. I do have a, a few different faces, but my intentions are always pure. Like everything I say on Facebook is always heartfelt and I actually mean it. Like, I truly do care about people. I just, I don't put every single part of who I am on Facebook because I'm a professional. So when I can be around friends, I like to just be exactly who I want to be and just talk shit and not worry about sensi sensitivity. And, you know, that that's how it is. You know, Luke's good. You can basically say whatever you want to him. And, uh, he'll get, you know, he'll get mad sometimes. I, I know how, I actually know how to push Luke's buttons, actually. You think? Uh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it, it's pretty easy actually. I don't do it often because if I if I did it often, it would not work. Like you would you would see why. Just like, just like you think that picture of <laughs> me in the it does. world. But no, it doesn't, bro. I'll am I'll eight mile you every time. I will make that my profile picture before you think <laughs> that you bother me. Like that. That's what yeah, it comes down to. I break out that photo just enough that I, I feel as though it's like I, I punched your ticket a little bit. I feel as though I got a little bit. I got no, I got over it. You know, in the beginning, yeah, it bothered me, but now I'm just like, you know what? I used it to my advantage. I instantly made a photo grid of before and after, and uh, you go fuck yourself. That's what it. Uh, that's what it comes <laughs> down to. <laughs> that's awesome. The, the uh, just just my experience being around you guys um, and and how your how your team rolls, um, it's kind of like being uh, being in a cleanse where you uh, you hear some uh, some hard stuff and you hear some uh, some real true stuff that kind of stabs you in the feels, but uh, I think it, I think it's healthy, and I don't think we have enough of that 
in the real world. And I think, uh, you know, you, I know you're 100% genuine on, uh, on Facebook, and I know that you couldn't, you know, drop some, some of the stuff that you share amongst the, the, the inner circle. But um, I, I, I think both are very, very important, and both are, bo both are crucial for my development, to be honest. My uh, my daughter just came into the into into the group. <laughs> no, but uh, I I you know what it comes down to though, Todd. When you said that, like everybody in like that that you're around in our WhatsApp group, we all come from like we all come from total mayhem. Like there's parts in each of our lives that are just like totally insane. Like we actually see exactly. The world sees exactly what Gordon Ryan's life is, is is happening. We make jokes about it, though. It's funny. You know, Gary had his shit. I have mine. Luke had his. If you heard, uh, like, if people saw some of the things we say to each other, like, my wife gets uncomfortable. Like, I'm like, oh, look what I said to Luke, and I think it's funny. She's like, I don't want to hear that. She's like, that was <laughs> horrible. She's like, I don't want to hear that, you know. So, But, I mean, I think, like, if you're not laughing at it, what are you going to do, man? Life is life is life. It is what it is, and you you move forward. You have to learn how to, you know, you can't feel sorry for yourself. I think yeah. what's good. There's a there's a gut check that takes place um, when you when you speak openly and honestly, and you kind of bust each other's balls a little bit. I feel like there's a gut check, 100. percent I think the last time I told I saw Tom, he was like he's like, man, you're eating pretty good, huh? Huh? You like that was like the first. I think that I hadn't seen him for like eight months or something. That's the first thing he said to me. I was like, "Oh, damn it!" Bro, like I, I think I hung my head. I was like, "All right, I, I, I need to get back to it and get my shit together." So I mean, you think about it like this, right? So you have all these people in your life that they, they don't, they care about you, but they're not even willing to say, "Hey, fatty, you need to, you need to cut some weight." But like, you have the people that are close to you. They're like, "Hey, man, like." You, you care about yourself. You care about your family. You care about your training. Like, hey, you're a little bit heavy on the on the scale. You might want to cut some weight. So, I mean, I for me, I feel like it's important just to have that gut check, and it's a reality check. Yeah, people, it's very easy to feel yourself, right? It's very it's very easy. Well, why did I just lose all this weight? What was happening in our WhatsApp group? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Gary and Gordon were they saying, "Hey, Tom, you should lose some weight," or were they calling me a fat pig slob? Yeah, I think they were. I think they were like, "Hey, Tom, what are you doing right now? Eating three whole pizzas by yourself?" Like it was, it was like they were they were coming after you hard. Yeah, so good. Yeah, the, so the, the last the last the last thing I hear at night when I go to sleep is uh, is Tom saying uh, spending too much time with chicken and waffles. I, I hear <laughs> I hear that I hear that phrase. Well, what happened? I actually flipped out on Todd. And this is like the first time we're like really around each other, so I don't know if he was quite ready for it. He snored like a mammoth, and I woke up and I was like, "I was like, you fucking slob, you willy fucking mammoth snoring motherfucker!" Like, bro, I went hard, and uh, I don't know if he was ready for it, but uh, <laughs> I thought you went—I thought you went pretty easy on me. I, I honestly did. You, 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 you did say something about popping my lungs, so. That that was that was the worst part. Yeah, but you know, nice. The thing is this though. I I think everybody, I I think it's almost like a a, a form of therapy. You know what I mean? Like when you're around people, you don't have to censor what you say or do what you say. 
because I feel all of us probably are in in a in a job where we kind of do have to. I mean, I know everybody does, but I think we also have different positions than your most nine to five workers. You know, like we have important positions in our field to where we have to take that serious. You know what I mean? Uh, so I think that's just the the biggest thing. Well, listen, my daughter is busting my chops, so this this thing is being real. I'm gonna go chill with my daughter and probably do a concert with her right now. Uh, any any do we gotta can I leave? Well, where where are you gonna be? You you've got uh, your competition with Joe uh, Bay's coming up. You've got seminars in uh, Massachusetts, Pittsburgh. Where else, Tom? Well, I'm in I'm in Massachusetts uh, with Dan Simler. Uh, September 11th. I have Joe Bays at the UGA. September 24th. Hold on, Isabel. I'm gonna be in uh, Detroit, early October. Pittsburgh, mid October, and then Maryland, late October. Uh, exact dates I don't have off the. I have to look at my calendar. And then no November, worries. ADCC trials, the Sam Rama, North Carolina, and then Scranton. I'm everywhere, bro. It's it's crazy. And Luke. Luke will be catching missing table saws on Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my my nine to five, my nine to five job. Yeah, no, I, uh, man, I don't know. After after training with with Tom and everybody again, I I was like, oh, I really don't want to compete. Now I'm just dying to. I'm dying to get out there and compete again. So I uh, I'm probably gonna head back to Jersey for the uh, for the ADCC trials, um, which would be exciting. I need to. Uh, I need to make sure I'm ready. I don't want to embarrass anybody, including myself. So, Luke's tough, man. He'll do well. Awesome. All right, guys. Awesome, real. I hope I see you there. See you guys later. Thanks. Thank later. you. Bye.